Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to the Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here again this week, across from the table from me, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. That's right, back to back, baby. That's right. That's right, showing up, man. Yeah. That's right, president, as That's we right. used to say in school, right? That's right, here, I see you. Well, it's good. Yeah. It's good to yeah. see you, man, and and I'm glad you're here again, man. It was fun being uh, back in here with you last week, just getting into Advent together, man, and trying to not only help other people out here listening, but ourselves kind of focus back on what's important. Right. And if you remember last week, we talked about don't sleep on Advent, the power of this season. A lot of times Advent gets knocked as, well, it's kind of the, the redheaded stepchild to, to mm-hmm. Lent, right, as far as importance to what people kind of put their, their importance to it in those seasons, right? Well, Lent's here, man. we got to do this and new and that. And we kind of just kind of meander and sleep through Advent, mm-hmm. right? We just go, oh, well, we're waiting on Christmas. And so we talked last week about a lot of that and how it's about the second coming of Christ, not only the rapture and all the things we hear about in Scripture, but also, um, you know, in an untimely death. Like, we can meet Christ at any time in our life, Mm -hmm. and we have to be prepared for that, and that's what the gift of this season is through the church. So I want to follow that up this week with talking about, here in the second week of Advent, what is something else we can focus on as we prepare our hearts? And always, 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 gratitude should be at the center of what we're doing in in our Christian walk in life. And so I want to talk this week about remembering how blessed we are. And it doesn't matter what you have or you don't have. You mm-hmm. may think, well, maybe you're blessed. You've got more than me or you got more going for you. A lot of us could do that. But I want to talk about that today, too, about not falling into comparison, but really looking at my situation. And no matter if you're somebody living in a high rise with all kind of money at your disposal or you're somebody that's just trying to put ends together, we're all blessed, right? Mm-hmm. We're all blessed. And we have to put that in perspective in our normal everyday lives, but especially in this time as we're preparing for mm-hmm. the Lord. The greatest blessing that could come our way is him coming to take our place in this world for the sins and the things that we've committed to give his life for ours. So I want to jump into all that. But first, I want to just remind people as we're here at the end of this year or coming to the close of this year that we are taking uh, bookings and reservations and submissions to go and give missions and launch ministry to men in parishes. We're booked up through 2024 in the beginning of the year, but after May, we've got some openings. So if you're interested in bringing us out, please go to our website at justagotinthepew.com. You can go there to, on that front page, is all about booking us for missions, bringing us in. It'll tell you what we're doing to launch men's groups, all of that, but you could certainly send in a submission there to speak to us. Uh, there's also an event me pa- uh, event and book me page where you can go there and book us too. Victor, I just you know we just got back from launching that group in Massachusetts, and at Holy Family up there in South Deerfield. Yeah, you told, those guys told me about it. It was great. Yeah, no. yeah it was awesome. Yeah. And so uh, they they launched their first night this week mm-hmm. having their fellowship. And uh, it was really kind of a combination of a fellowship and formation night. Uh, but Father uh, David up there was just texting me. He's like, man, I don't think anybody's going to be here. He was a little nervous, right? And then five minutes later, he's like, everybody's here. All the leaders, all these guys showed up. And so he texted me like at the end of the night. Man, it was awesome. And guys were sharing. And they had this sort of indoor 
you know, in the parish hall, sort of like indoor fire thing, like a safe thing, but right. like guys sitting around kind of just hanging out, having a drink, having something to eat. And then this great cheering happened. And he was so excited about it that he texted me the next day. And he's like, dude, I wish we could do it today and tomorrow. And I can't wait for next week. And he said the men were saying the same thing. And that's what we're really building when we go to these places. Mm-hmm. Like where there was nothing for men, there's now excitement. And not only excitement with the lay people, the guys that are coming, the deacons that were there, but the priest. Like people don't realize that a lot of the work we do too is praying with priests, helping priests out, building these places because the priests are there doing what they're called to do. But that can be very lonely when people are like, you know, treating them as a drive-through window. Father, give me the Eucharist. Father, you know, baptize my kid. Father, marry me. Father, Father, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And we don't realize how much those guys need. And yes, that they are different, right? They can transubstantiate, right? They're intrinsically different than mm-hmm. us. But they have the same needs. They're a man, and they they get lonely, and they get uh, isolated, and they have things in their life that they're dealing with, and they just a lot of places we don't have places in parishes where they can go and just be a part of a group of men. So we just help build that there, and it's just so it's such a blessing to hear how excited not only Father is but the men. So folks, if you're looking for a place where the men can rise up. They can start being the husbands, brothers, fathers, and sons they're called to be, but they can also build a place where their priests can feel like they're really in touch with the men of their parish and are being received by those men. Then go to our website. It just got on the pew. Click one of those submit buttons and send us a, a submission. We'll get on the phone with you and we'll plan this out and we'll walk with you, your pastor, and a group of leaders that will help you find to build a place like that in your parish. Some of these men, they said, I don't know that we're the right guys. And they had their great first meeting and they have three months of meetings scheduled that they can't get they can't wait to get to so folks that can be you too all it takes is believing in it taking a leap of faith contacting us and then we'll help you build the rest so if you're interested in that you want to find a space in 2024 or into 2025 again go to just a guy in the pew.com go to the first page or our book me page click the button fill out your information we'll get right back to you so i wanted to mention that and then quickly you know, it's here at the end of the year, Victor, and we have a lot of plans for next year. We have a lot of needs for next year, right? We had Giving Tuesday, and some people gave. We're very blessed and grateful for that. We received a $5,000 check in the mail from somebody today that's giving. We're trying to build our team out. We're trying to meet the demand, and that takes money, right? That takes finances. I hate to talk about money in ministry, but it's a fact. You have to have it to operate. You know, we're, we're, we want to go to the Eucharistic Congress next year, the National Eucharistic Congress. That costs money to have a booth and get out there so we can show people and talk about what we're doing. So I just want to ask you folks, I mean, a lot of people have businesses. You know, some people have to give money away at the end of the year for tax purposes, right? A lot of us are just trying to, to do that at the end of the year. So if you are looking for something worthwhile, if you've ever been touched by this podcast, if you've been one of the missions that we put on, if you've been to one of the conferences we've done, anything that you've ever been touched by our ministry, please consider giving to us this year at the end of the year. Look, if you're looking to give away some of that, if you're looking to kind of take your company and spread some things out, we'd be glad to have it here at Pew Ministries and just a guy in the pew. It would really help us. Right? We're in a position where we can take all the support that people are willing to give. So if you're giving now, thank you. If you haven't yet, please consider doing that. You can give to us and our work and our mission at donorbox.org slash pew. That is donorbox.org forward slash pew. Or you can go directly to the website at justaguyinthepew.com and you can go to the support button up there in the corner and fill it out there. Thank you for listening to all that, guys. 
Ladies, everybody that's listening, Victor, I want to jump into the episode now and take all the time we can to really talk about what I mentioned in the beginning, and that's being grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can go through a whole year and and be in that grind, right, where we're just head down and work. Things are going our way every once in a while. Maybe they're not more often than not, and we get caught up. I was with a friend actually yesterday having a drink, and he was talking about how he got out of a situation in his life where – It was just busy and busy, and he was all about work, and he had no time for anything, and he just got so spiteful, right? And and we can all get that way because we get in these situations where we're just so head down, we forget to look up and remember what we should be grateful for. And so, like I mentioned at the beginning, we talked so much last week about the need to be prepared, right, and to think about what's important in this season. Well, there's nothing more important than being grateful, Right, not only for the things that God's given you, but to Him Himself and for what He's about to do. Again, as we're about to witness His first coming, right, celebrate His birth, and then we move our mind into that second coming. There's always that that we need to be grateful for, but so many other things that He's given us in our life. Well, I mean, you're talking about uh, distractions, you know, and we we talked about this many times on the shows when when you're distracted from your faith, uh, you often are driven by selfish purposes and selfish reasons or just situations you're in like work things and things like that you can't help right right and 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 that's the thing they compound each other and and the next thing you know you get angry you get upset uh you tend to lash out at your people you love the most and you just don't feel good you know about where you are um and not to say that you know quit your job and i'll I'll be better It's, it's, it's a lot of internal introspection needs to be done as well but like i said you know this is the season where you kind of like assess like what the Holy Family went through, you know, the birth of Christ. Yeah. Uh, and realize that the blessing that he came down, you know, in incarnate for us yeah. to be forgiven and to be gets, gain salvation. So I think for a lot of us during Advent, we have to also realize, yes, he's coming again. But when he came, he came to, like, give us salvation. Yeah. And, and salvation comes in many different ways where where maybe you and your spouse are having issues because of finances or something or something sets you off or whatever, you know, and then there's that issue where um, you may not be talking to each other as much as you should be. And let 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 your faith be back to where it needs to be to heal that relationship, sure. you know. And, and now we're going to go back and forth and stuff about blessings, but the blessing is to be aware that what you have right now just be grateful for everything that's that you in have. front of you. Right. Yeah, because there's a lot of. I mean, look, this time of year, you know, there's a lot of people who get depressed that have been depressed all year. Mm-hmm. You, people that aren't surrounded by family, people that don't have a lot, right? And even people that do have a lot, they think about like, well, I don't have what I should have. Right. I don't have what I want. Right. I mean, you see it in kids at Christmas. It's like, well, I want all this stuff. Right. And it's a mile long. And if they don't get something they wanted, sometimes they throw fits. You know, uh, the things they do get, oftentimes three weeks later or in a corner and forgotten about that were the biggest, most important thing ever. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just kids. We do that as adults too, right? So we can often spend our time, you know, looking at the negative points of life, looking at what we don't have, looking at, um, you know, at the at the uh, poverty that maybe we feel in our life in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. you know, emotional, spiritual, financial, whatever, and forget the excess that God has given us, like the fact that we know the truth. Right. We know who God is, and we know that he loves us. And if you don't, hopefully you're listening to this enough to where you can start to understand that. But we forget those little truths. And, you know, we were we had our men's group the other night, and, and we were talking about some things. And, like, one of, the, one of the guys brought up, I think it was Colin, and he just, he's like, man, sometimes, like, 
the greatest thing I can do is just like get up and it sounds like a juvenile prayer, but to thank God for the bed I just slept in and for the sheets that were warm and for the clothes that I have and for the food that's in the kitchen. And he goes, it almost sounds like a little kid, like recounting all these mm-hmm. things when they're five years old, but that's how we should be always in our life. And, and there's so many things that we take for granted. You know, we, we just, this season we can look at everything else because everybody else's situation is on full display during Christmas, right? Yeah. Like you get a million Christmas cards a lot of times from people you haven't seen in years and it's updates on their family and maybe they're at a ski lodge and they're all in their ski outfits and you're going, man, I wish I had the money to go do that. Or, or man, I wish my family liked to go and do things like that together. Or, you know, there's a dissertation on the back about what all's going great in their life. And you start reading it going, well, that didn't happen in my life and that didn't happen in my life and that didn't happen. Or, you know, social media. Mm-hmm. This time of year, you also you always see the pictures of every family's, you know, all of them dressed up in the same elf outfit or the same pajamas. And they're all snuggled together and look so happy. And we can fall for that trap of like, well, look at that. My family's not like that. That's not how my family acts. Like, oh my gosh, they're so loving. And look how cute they are together. And we're nothing like that. And what do you do? You go into the spiral and you're always thinking about what you don't, what you believe you mm-hmm. don't have. Now, honestly, you know, when that picture happened, there probably were people fighting for three or four days afterwards. Right. Husband and wife didn't speak to each other for two days. Kids got grounded and electronics taken away. Also, we can have a picture to show everybody how great our life is when it's probably not the case. But this time of year, it compounds on, you know, where we can get when we're burnt out, when we're tired, like we talked about last week. We start concentrating on what we don't have, mm-hmm. right? Well, my kid wants his PlayStation, but I can't afford it. Or I want to get my wife something this, but I don't, it, I can't find it anywhere. Everybody else has bought it. Like, I know I'm centering on gifts and stuff, but that's where we could be this time of year. And we start to think about all the negative things and we start to spend our lives comparing ourselves to others. And we forget like what our individual blessings are and the situations that God has put us in. Because you can just get like, well, I had a new car a couple years ago, but it's not a new car anymore and I need something new. Or I forget that I'm blessed the fact that my family loves me. I mean, sometimes I forget just a simple blessing that Angel and the children allow me still in their lives after the mistakes I made. Like all of us could fall in these places Mm -hmm. looking at the horizon or or looking out at other people and what we don't have. And we forget the gift that God has given us all the time, which is himself, which is the many things that we give. I mean, you can look at, I've said it before, like you go online and you look at other countries, mm-hmm. you know, places like Haiti where they've had tremendous destruction and earthquakes and all these things. And the people, like, you keep, people are walking around with barely any skin on their bones, right? Like, it just looks like skin just pulled over bones, right? No muscle, no nothing. They're just emaciated. And yet they're smiling or because they remember what's important mm-hmm. family, love, the way they treat each other, God. But we forget that in this country because we're honestly we so many people live in abundance. And even if you don't have abundance, it's hard to remember this. But you're in so much of a better position than a lot of people in third world countries are. And so I just you know as we there's a reason I'm talking about this. I want to get to that in a second. But like I, I want to know your thoughts on this. And like because again we could think about so much that we don't have and forget to just simply sit down and count our blessings. Right. Well, you know, you, you go back to the, the way we live in the first world nation, you know. I mean, capitalism is what it is. It's it's the next brightest, newest, shiny thing that attracts the eye, you know, and that's what's driven by a lot of the economy as well as, like, our own wants and needs. I mean, wants and needs are, are, are different for everybody, you know. Yeah. You assess what, what's important, what's not important, and, and everyone has a— Everyone can have a luxury item to enjoy. You know, and we're not saying that. What we're saying is that don't let your material consumption end up 
making you feel happy or sad about yourself. Sure. You know, don't d- displace your your sense of self-worth in the items you own, you know. And and you, you told me a story, and I didn't want to get to that, about yeah. meeting a, a gentleman uh, that came into Mass one day, um, and and I, I forgive me for starting before you, yeah. but what, what it is, I, I, I love the story you told me because it, it shows that, you know, I think a lot of us fear certain things where loss of security, but I think when the security we're talking about is items, right? Yeah. Comfort items. But when we do lose something like that or we, we don't have as much as we have in our life, then then we're more more dependable on, on God and our faith because we're like overabundance. We're more dependent on our, ourself. Yeah. And we don't take the time to be to feel that we are blessed in the sense of of what we have because we're trying to get to the next level or the next new thing in order to be happy or to enjoy what I enjoyed last year. Well, that's forward. that's the thing. I mean, for a lot of people, comfort people seek comfort. Yeah, because it's something that they desire, right? They seek comfort, and they they're going, well, man, if I just had this, then everything will be fine, and I don't have to worry and all that stuff. But honestly, comfort is what makes us lazy in a lot of regards with mm-hmm. God, right? Because, like you said, we start to go, I'm going to depend on these things instead of that, and it's just like Christmas is a perfect example of that. The, the commercialized Christmas is right. Everything is about gifts, giving everybody gifts, but we forget the gift. Right, we forget the gift, mm-hmm. the birth of Christ. Right, we we get focused on what we're going to get somebody else, and all those things are good because you're loving your neighbor and all that. But in the midst of all the madness and society pushing you to focus on all of that instead of what's truly important, we overlook the gift because of the gifts. Right, and and you know what what reminded me of that as you were alluding to is you know I go to mass every morning at eight fifteen with my kids. You know, unless something I just can't, and then I go to noon. But um, mostly here lately at Holy Rosary, I've been going to 815 Mass. And I noticed over the last couple of weeks, there's been, as the, as the cold has is, is been, you know, kind of come on in, in the colder weather, um, I noticed there's been a, a homeless guy mm-hmm. sitting over on the left uh, in the smaller pews on the left back of the church. And, you know, he's got on like a flannel kind of pullover, a hoodie under it. He's got, you know, multiple layers of clothes. But he's come in and he's been very quiet. He's an older man, uh, white-haired guy, just, you know, older and just very quiet and reverent. And I made the assumption, you know, for a while, he's just coming in here to get warm, which good. That's what our church should be. I mean, I'm glad nobody's running him off. Like, mm-hmm. so you can't be in here. I hate that when people run people off because yeah. they're like, you can't be in church. Well, I right. think that's the exact right. place that Jesus would want them, right? But so I'm sitting there, and I'm with my daughters, and and uh, I noticed something as I was getting ready. I was on the opposite side of the church to, to, to come out to process up to the front for to, to receive our Lord in the Eucharist, right, to, to walk up front. Um, I looked over and he was coming out of the pew and I never seen him, mm-hmm. you know, do that. I don't think I just wasn't paying attention. I think I would have realized it because it's a bunch of school kids and a few adults in there. But I noticed that he was walking up and I was like, I wonder if he's Catholic, right? And next thing you know, I was like, Well, Father's up there; he'll handle that if he's not or whatever. And and then I started to kind of, I was kind of side by side a little bit behind him, and I was watching. And the in the children's choir was singing, and there were so many kids in the room that weren't singing. Right, there were so many adults in the room that weren't singing, mm-hmm. but here was this homeless guy, and he was moving his lips, and he was trying with all his might to remember the words to be able to sing. And I just remember this smile came across my face. I was like, "Man, this guy's like really, he's really receiving mass for what it he's should experiencing be, experiencing it, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's trying to, he's trying to participate, right? He's trying to participate. How many people every day go to mass and they just sit there like a bump on the log, waiting for the thing to be over, mm-hmm. right? And we forget the gift that we're about to be given. And so I watch him. He goes up there and with his hands that are shaking and, and unclean, and he just raises it up, 
And, and Father puts in his hand the Eucharist, and he just he, he cradles it like the most important, the most precious thing in the world, which it is. Mm-hmm. And I watch him take it, and I watch him step over and bow his head and do a sign of the cross and go back to the pew. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. Like, look how grateful this guy is mm-hmm. for, for the warmth of the church, for, the, for no one making him leave, for the fact that he's sitting there and he's loving the Lord. So, man, I went back to the pew, and I was just convicted. You know, I just kept looking over at him, and and after mass was over, he got up and he went about his way. And my daughter said bye to me, and just something in me said, "John, look at all the things that you forget to be. You know, you forget that you have an abundance, right? Look at all the things that like I was worried in that mass about what am I going to do next year in the ministry? And there's some, you know, I see people getting donations or things that we're not getting, and I started building this poor pitiful me situation of look at what I should. I'm owed this. I'm owed that. Just really selfish and, and abysmal behavior, especially at Mass. And it's like the Lord sent me a reminder of this guy. And so immediately my heart was like, man, it's it's cold. Like I was freezing in Mass. My bald head was freezing, man. I didn't have a hoodie or anything. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there going, man, it's freezing in this church. And I'm sitting here going, I'm sitting here complaining about being indoors with warm clothes on my body freezing. And this man's about to go right back out into, you know, minus 40 weather out here and, and and be in it all day long. Like this may be the only 30 minutes he has to actually be warm all day long. And I thought, what are you thinking? And I was going to leave and go to adoration at, at, at St. Louis where they have you know the adoration chapel. And I felt this tug in my heart as I passed him on the street, watching him walk back down to his bench and his broken down grocery cart with barely anything in it. I thought, no, I'm not doing that. I've got so many clothes. I've got drawers of T-shirts that I, like, I wear the three on top. And, and it's a burden in my life that I have so many T-shirts because I never wear them, and all I'm thinking about is how I'm not using them. And it's become this burden. I'm like, I'm going to go home and get a trash bag, and I'm going to take all these shirts that I have. I'm going to go in my closet, and I'm going to look at all these shirts. I know I have shirts that people have given me for Christmas and birthdays. They don't even have the tags off them. I'm never worn. I basically wear the same eight things in my life, whether it's summer, spring, or, or winter. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's, I always go to Mass and laugh, thinking people are probably like, you wore that three days ago. But I wear the same things. And so I was like, here are these perfectly good clothes that could warm this guy. They're just hanging in my closet. Right, because I need things. I need things, right? And, I, and what if I don't have enough? And so they're thinking about the access that I, the excess that I have. And so I came home, and I also thought, you know what? We've been talking about taking the kids camping forever, and we've never done it. Like, I've got this, you know, $100 sleeping bag up there that's minus 32 degrees that's big enough to cover my 6'8 self. This guy was nowhere near my height. This guy could bundle up in that thing and be warm. So I went in, Angel was home, and I went upstairs. I got the sleeping bag, and I was like, I'm giving this to this homeless guy. She started like getting a tear in her eye when I told her about what I was going to do. I said, look, I'm going to go downstairs and look what we have to eat. I opened the pantry, and there's a shelf of, of double loaves of bread. I opened the, the, the kitchen, the, the meat drawer in the fridge, and one of our two fridges, and there's like Sam's packs of just sandwich meat. And so I made like four or five sandwiches. I grabbed six or eight water bottles. Uh, I, I, I took all these protein bars that nobody likes because they don't taste good, right? And and I packed, you know, a whole Ziploc gallon bag full of those. And then I took my, my clothes over there that I had, and I took it all to him. And I mm-hmm. drove over there, and I finally chased him down. He was walking over to the Mapco gas station. So I pulled in there, I waited for him. And I said, sir, can I talk to you? And he says, yeah. And I've come to find out he's a 74-year-old alumni from the school and the church. He's Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I start talking about him or talking to him. And I'm like, hey, I got all this stuff. I didn't want to leave it back there at the bench without you being there. And he's like, no, no, it'll be fine. Nobody will bother it. What do you have? And I start telling him what I had. And 
he was just so grateful for all of it. He's like, I got a sleeping bag, but it's nowhere near as nice as that. And it's my size, not your size. So I could really snuggle up in that. Thank you. Like, mm -hmm. And those clothes, he goes, I have some clothes, but there's another buddy of mine that's homeless. I may give them to him. And he just was so grateful. And it made me remember, Victor, like, how many times am I sitting there wallowing in what I don't have? Or the things that I don't feel I got a fair shake on. Or the promotion I didn't get. Or the blessings my ministry isn't getting that other people are getting. Like, And I'm sitting here going, here's a guy on the street that had nothing. And I have a house full of stuff mm -hmm. that's just sitting there collecting dust. But instead, I'm concerned most of the time what I don't have. And this guy, he was ready to jump for joy to receive it. But, not, but, but also to jump for joy in the fact that he could give some of it to somebody else. And he started talking to me about the joyous. I love going to church. I love listening to kids sing. I love being there looking at the beauty of, a, of that church and what our Lord has done for us. And this guy has given me a lesson on ministry in the Mapco parking lot, man. And it made me just realize I can't be the only one who struggles with all this stuff. Who This time of year especially, we start to look at it, all the things that maybe we don't have. We compare ourselves to somebody else. But we forget just how much Jesus has given us in our life. Well, you're you're talking about the gift of of love and um, also charity and also knowing what the word blessed is. Yeah, um, we misappropriate the word all the time. Um, we celebrate when it's always good for us, but also that what was once good for us may be bad for somebody else. Yeah, you know the same issue. You know, um, and so it's one of those things where you know when when the word blessed comes out, we have to know is it a blessing to me or to everyone near me. And I think that's the level of what blessing needs to be because Christ, you know, God wants to bless us all, you know, we're all his children. It's just some of us aren't able to comprehend what that blessing is or to receive that blessing because it may make us uncomfortable or make us do something that we were like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that, you know, or, or feel like a tingling in our heart to kind of, to do something different because that's the Holy Spirit's, you know, stirring our, our spirit to kind of like, hey, pay attention to this. Uh, this is, this is a movement I want you to go talk to this guy. Yeah. Obviously, you listen to that that desire to go back and to do something because there was something greater moving in your in your in your, that moment rather than kind of like wondering what to do next. Yeah, you know. And luckily, you you pay attention to it because now not only have this this great interaction with somebody that also taught you um, what it is to be thankful and grateful for things in our yeah. life. It's a constant reminder how the spirit works in everybody. Yeah, I mean the guy. That's the thing. That's the real, the real blessing and the real you know lesson in it is this guy has every right in the world to be mm -hmm. angry, right? I'm living on a park bench. I mean Memphis is not the safest city in the world. I mean he's in danger every night, not only of the inclements and you know yeah. inclement weather and the, all that stuff, but also someone stealing his stuff. The only things he actually has, he has no idea where his next meal is coming from. Well, you also told me he, he had a background story that he, he just some things just you didn't tell me, but something happened. And he yeah. could have been upset about those miss those series of unfortunate events that just yeah. continue to compound his right. life. Right. And he know? could say he could blame the world, he could right. blame everything, he could be angry at God, but here he is every day mm -hmm. showing up in the middle of a school mass, not worried about what anybody thinks about him, not worried about what these kids are looking at, oh, there's a homeless guy. He's just there to offer thanksgiving to the Lord that he's got a bench to sleep on, mm -hmm. that he has some clothes on, that he has a little bit to eat that day, and he's there offering everything back to God. And he just spoke to me, man. Angel and I are doing this Advent book. And how many times do we do all this stuff because we got to do something for a season? And one of the things we had just read was like, do a poverty check. That's what it said. Like, mm -hmm. what do you have in your life that you don't need? 
right? We're all called to live like lives of great poverty, right? We're not just supposed to amass all this stuff. We're supposed to look at what we have, be thankful for what we need, take what we need, and give what we don't need to others, right? And so here I was reading this book and thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm reading this book and doing my Advent thing, and I wasn't living it out at all. And then God, thank you, Lord, sent me that reminder that here's this guy that I put in your midst, and you have so much. Mm-hmm. And look how your mind is preoccupied with everything that you don't have, everything that's not going your way. And here's somebody who has nothing, who's doing nothing but offering that nothingness back to the Lord and in, in gratitude for it. It's so powerful, man. And, and it's just, we need a reminder of that because this time of year we could just sit around and think about that stuff and think about what we don't have, what are the fair shake we didn't get, things aren't going our way. Some of us may have lost jobs. There's all kinds of stuff that are going on like that possibly in our life. But in the midst of that, we're called to love God through that. And we're supposed to remember and be a good Catholic. We're not supposed to just talk about suffering in a nice way and go, man, you know, suffering is just part of being a Catholic. But we're in the midst of that suffering. We have to remember to be thankful for it, mm-hmm. right? And that guy's thankful for suffering. I asked him, I said, you, do you have any prospects? Are you a guy that like wants to go back to work or are you just kind of bought into this life now? And he goes, no, I'd love to go to work. But I'm a 74-year-old homeless man. You know, I, I don't know – what kind of opportunities I'm going to get? I, I'm putting things out there. I'm talking to people. He said, but right now I'm just grateful that I'm alive. And I'm grateful you brought me this stuff mm-hmm. because I'm going to be warmer tonight than I was last night. And I'm going to have something in my belly I didn't have. You know, this morning I had no idea I was going to eat. And he was just so grateful, man. And, you know, and I, I was thinking about gratitude in general, and we have some great quotes that, you know, saints have talked about. And Mother Teresa says, the best way to show my gratitude to God is to accept everything, even my problems, with joy. And that's what I saw in that man was he's like, I'm not going to sit here and, and curse God and give him the imaginary finger and and blame everybody else in my life the way we all can through our life and when things don't go our way. Instead, he's choosing to go like, Lord, thank you for waking me up for another day. Mm-hmm. And thank you for the situation you put me in. You know, St. Augustine says too, oh my God, let me remember with gratitude and confess to thee thy mercies towards me. Right? Let me remember that and look at everything as a mercy. While we may not have the life that we want, we may not have the money that we want, we may not have even the food that we want in our midst right now, there's still a call to confess that the Lord is merciful and remember that and thank Him for that. And finally, St. Gianni, um, she says, the secret of happiness is to live moment by moment and to thank God for all that He and His goodness sends to us day after day. That guy was living in the moment. He didn't know that I was going to show up with a sleeping bag and a bunch of clothes and, and, and sandwiches and all that stuff. But yet he was there that morning giving thanks to God for the things that he had in his life. Thankful for 45 minutes to go and sit in a place and be warm. It's just a tremendous lesson in that, man. And if we're not careful, we're going to get caught up in everything else. We're going to forget the Advent season, and we're going to forget this opportunity that the Lord has given us to truly be thankful about every single thing that we have. Right, every single thing that we have, our children, our, our our spouses, right, the fact that we have a job, even if it's not the one you want, like these many blessings the Lord has put in front of us, and even if they are difficult situations, how can I look at these difficult situations, find the blessings in them, and then live in a place of gratitude? Because guess what, Victor, in the gratitude of that moment when I saw that man, like I started to go. Oh my gosh, I have all this I don't need. Mm -hmm. Let me go and and give. And what happened? I was blessed, not by the fact that I received all this, but I was able to give all this. And I'm not telling this story on here, so 
I can say, look at me and look at all the guys I did. I'm telling this because we have an audience that probably struggles with the same things that we could struggle with in this season if we're not careful. And I'm sharing it so we can we can move our eyes and our mind off of the negative and back to the positive and be in this posture no matter where we are in our life of continual gratitude to a father who is good. That's what we have to remember. And a son who in a few weeks is choosing of his own volition to come down here to be born in a feeding trough and then to be in another apparatus of wood across mm-hmm. to give his life for us, right? That's what we've got to be focused about here. But it starts with gratitude, remembering our blessing and counting those blessings and not being stuck on what we don't have in this moment. So, Victor, I mean, it was a powerful moment in my life this week. I know that when I came in and I told Angela, it wasn't like I went up there not to say, look what I'm about to do. But I just wanted, like, we're going through this Advent thing together. And it was almost like I was asking her permission. I want to give this stuff away. And she was like, I- I'm touched by this. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. go. Go do whatever. And it was such a joy to take that time. I could have been working. I could have been this. I could have been that. But there was nothing else the Lord wanted me to do in that moment other than take care of that person. And, man, what a gift I got out of it was a reminder to be grateful in everything and to stop focusing on the negative in my life. And remember Right now, in the present, as she says there, to live moment by moment, to thank God for all he's done in his goodness. That's what that man doing. Mm-hmm. Frank, by the way, my 74-year-old new, new friend, I'll see at Mass every day. That's what he's doing with his life, and it's a call for all of us to do the same. Right. So, folks, look, we're here in Advent. This is the second week. Maybe you're thinking, I'm nowhere near that. Well, guess what? Today is a new day. A minute from now is a new minute from now, right? We have opportunity in our life. That in itself is a blessing we can be grateful for, that I'm having the realization that I'm not where I need to be. Or maybe I'm just realizing that I have been in a good place, but I'm falling off of that. Whatever it is, take this moment as a blessing and be grateful to the Lord that you found this podcast to be able to hear it on. And then go out and do something with the knowledge of that blessing, right? That's what we're called to do as Christians is receive the good news be thankful for what it's done for our life, and then go out and return that gift by being grateful and being generous. Gratitude should always spur generosity in our life, not just with material things, but with our time, our talent, and our treasures. So folks, there's still plenty of time before this season is over, before we get into Christmas and the octave of Christmas. Spend your time looking at how you're preparing for the second coming of Christ, not only through moving the things that are in his, in your way and removing those blockages to him in your life, but also, how can I start living in a manner he's called me to? And first and foremost, gratitude to him, and then living that gratitude out through generosity to others. So, folks, if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider going and following us on our YouTube channel, on any of the podcast platforms you listen to. That's going to help us get the word out there to more people. If you want to be generous today, if you want to be grateful for what you've gotten or received through this ministry and this podcast, we ask you again to consider giving to us so we can keep giving that gift forward, keep moving that gift forward forward. So Victor, let's take it all to prayer and lay it at the feet of who we should be the most grateful to in the world, our Heavenly Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we can be so focused on the busyness around us in this season that we forget to stop and count our blessings. Many of us also find ourselves failing or falling for the trap of comparing our situations to others. This Advent, help us remember not to concern ourselves with the things we don't have or that seem to be lacking in our lives. And Father, Whenever we find our thoughts meandering towards the negative, remind us of the many blessings you've given us in our lives and help us to live in great gratitude for them. In the name of the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, 
go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.